arguably I'm not about to start now. So, uh, although this is live streaming, and I guess technically it's on our undoing radio. Um, but I saw the function here, and I thought, eh, what the heck? Uh, I sure hope my, my good microphone's working. In any event, I am uh, here to uh, get you updated because um, it's going to be probably at least another month or two until the next season of Our Undoing Radio um, uh, launches. And I had a great idea for the season, which I'm going to hold off on for another idea that is hopefully just as great, which is to pick up on uh, some ideas that come through from the Living Mystery Symposium that uh, my wife Carol and I are throwing through jlnproductions.com um, on June 4th to June 6th. That's the first weekend in June. Um, so I I've pre-recorded some stuff and then the Sunday is gonna be a live chat with all the speakers where we'll be taking your questions and and just listening back to what I've recorded thus far. It has inspired me to do a season based on that stuff. But I realize that since I don't have uh, a season coming up until after this conference, it would behoove me to come on the air and tell you there is one. <laughs> There's going to be one happening. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, you can learn all about it at jaylonproductions.com which is uh, J-A-Y-L-O-N productions.com. And um, it's going to be completely free. And it is going to deal with really, I think, some elephants in the room in terms of consciousness, in terms of how we think about uh, oneness. Um, we tend to talk about oneness and then forget that there is a diversity of consciousness within that one consciousness that comprises that one consciousness. Um, and so we're going to be talking about some of the, um, aspects of that that either get overlooked or get trivialized, uh, when we do hear about them, such as, um, visitor phenomena or quote unquote alien abductions, which are likely neither alien nor abductions, but Hey, let's talk about them, uh, such as indigenous thought by way of, um, Teokas and Ghost Horse, uh, a Lakota speaker, and Lahua Lopez, a Hawaiian speaker, uh, who are going to meet for the first time um, and have a dynamic discussion, um, which the more I look at the news and the more I look at um, how we treat each other, we really do just ignore that there's this whole other mind. Um, for instance, uh, we, my wife and I were just watching um, a show, a podcast that's on YouTube called uh, The Majority Report with Sam Cedar and Emma Vigland. And someone had called in and was talking about, well, they had an author on talking about eugenics. And then later in the show, someone called in and wanted to, I don't know, he sort of muddled through what he was trying to say. But I, you know, I think he was trying to say that um, on the one hand, we, our behavior is determined sometimes by genetics. Um, and on the other hand, what we all have in common is that because of that, because there are inherent genetic differences, we go to war with each other. And of course, this is the, you know, soft footsteps into being racist without trying to sound racist. Um, but 
uh, along the way, <laughs> those footsteps, uh, what? Along the way of the, he is, um, you know, it, it basically comes down to the argument we've all heard 8 million times, which is, if black people had been able to enslave white people, they would have. If anyone else had been able to do what we could do because we had the guns and whatever, they would have. And what you hear with Teokasin and Lahua, and um, I have heard before from uh, other indigenous voices, is that no, it, 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 it wouldn't have gone that way uh, because that mind is completely different. Like, um, you'll hear Teokasin talk about how the Lakota didn't have war until they had to, <laughs> until, uh, until war people brought war to them. Um, just to survive. And Lahua will talk about, yeah, they had war, but it was always in your face so that you have the equal opportunity to kill me as I you, and it would never um, harm the earth, right? There's never a sense of like, also, let's kill animals and destroy the earth and blow things up and do it from afar through drones and, and on and on. So, no, I think there's, even if there's the impulse toward violence or toward war, um, you know, rarely, well, one thing she said that she didn't say during the conference, but just in talking to us, that makes a lot of sense, is that even the people who came to Hawaiian shores to cause trouble and all of that were people who were booted from their own nation, from their own country. And so they just decided to come here and sort of fight for a piece of territory so that they could live. Um, and so it was not territorial in the way that we do it. It wasn't a land grab uh, for bigger and bigger empire. It was like, you know, a-holes, <laughs> pirates or something, you know, jerks who are coming here and it's like, well, I got to go somewhere. Let's pick a point on a map and duke it out and maybe we'll get to stay. Um, so all of that is is interesting, I think. Um, in indicative of the fact that there are at least, and I would say probably just the two, minds within humanity. Um, nature cultures, mind um, from various cultures around the world that are interconnecting. And, uh, and then there's us, the westernized brainiacs um, who believe they, you know, own everything and can conquer everything and, and figure that everyone else would do that too if they just were given the opportunity and it simply isn't true so things like that um i think are important discussions um things like what uh jeff kripal is going to be talking about which is that um you know really big leaps in in uh thinking in in consciousness itself happen through people all at once uh, through the humanities which he calls the superhumanities happen um by way of you know sort of knowledge wisdom that comes through certain people at certain times and it's not of their own personal consciousness it's regardless of their personal consciousness or maybe in conjunction with maybe there's something about them that is open uh in a way that uh is required or something like that, but it ain't them just sitting there pondering and thinking and working stuff out, right? It just comes to them. And this picks up on an idea um, that I discuss with Lahua and Teokasin, and um, I won't spoil that for you, but uh, 
Jeff Kripal is really going to explore it in terms of Frederick Nietzsche with um, by turning his work inside out. He decided to read as much of his work as he could and realized that everything that we've learned about Nietzsche is wrong. <laughs> and that I was wrong, too, because a lot of people have asked me, as I say to him in the conversation, you know, about Nietzsche and what I thought of him. And it turns out that what I thought was completely wrong. Uh, Jeff Kripal has converted me. <laughs> um and it makes sense that it's wrong. Um, it makes sense that there's more to him than, than what scholars have been telling us. Because we see this again and again. We see this with Carl Jung. We see this going all the way back, at least as far as ancient Greece with Parmenides, and perhaps even back further into Egypt, where we have the texts of you know the first time, and then everything after the first time. And so everything that is called the first time sounds awfully mythological with gods coming down and imparting wisdom and all of that, uh, whatever that is. I don't really remember, but I, that's roughly, I think, kind of what, what we're talking about. And that, archaeologists and Egyptologists say, uh, is myth. But curiously, if you follow the same text, everything after that point becomes history. So isn't that interesting? This, this immersion in imagination becomes linear history that we can trust actually happened. Um, why is that? <laughs> That's odd, right? Uh, so let's talk about these things. We're going to. And uh, that'll be Friday night and Saturday afternoon, or starting in the morning on Pacific time, I suppose. Uh, and then Sunday uh, afternoon, we will be doing a, an all-speaker roundtable. Dennis McKenna as well. Um, who will be talking about um, the evolution of our thinking about consciousness and what role psychedelics may have played in the forming of our imagination. Um, so, you know, and we're going to get into why it is that scholars sort of know this stuff but don't say it out loud, except for Jeff Kripal, who really makes it clear he does not care anymore. He can't give two S's anymore. Uh, I'm trying to keep this child-friendly. Because so many kids, I'm sure, are listening into this conversation. Um, what else? I don't know. Uh, I, oh, I guess. I, so I, I just want to say, uh, reiterate, it's free. It's uh, a video conference. So it will be live streaming on my YouTube channel and live streaming on Facebook. Um, and I'm going to put that YouTube stream also on Twitter. It's also on Twitch. I have a Twitch channel just for this. Um, so any which way you want to stream it, um, and the easiest may be to remember jlineproductions.com or ourundoing.com. I'll have a feed there as well, but however you want to watch it, please tune in because if this is successful by whatever standard I have in my mind of success, we'll do this again. If not, this will be the last thing that I ever do for you. So screw you everyone. Um, I say that half jokingly, but part of me understands that we don't cherish things, as my wife would say. We don't cherish things that are free. And even though we complain that things are too expensive and we wish we had free, when you get something offered you for free, you're like, eh, I'll get to that later. Well, I hope not. I hope this isn't the case because I hear so many people complaining that there are no um, quality controls on conferences like these, whether it be in ufology or in the new age world. 
And here we have actual quality speakers. Whitley Strieber, Dennis McKenna, Jeff Kripal, Lahua Lopez, Teoks and Ghost Horse. You can find their bios on jlonproductions.com. They practically speak for themselves. Um, and, you know, we're going to go deeper into subjects that you may not have thought of and some that you may have and, and wish you'd heard people speaking about. And for free. These are all headliners for free. So um, please do cherish it and please do show up or I'm not going to put hard work into this <laughs> ever again. <laughs> you decide my future and my fate. Um, in other news, um, I can't remember if I, I probably didn't mention this in the last, I don't think I did mention this in the last season of Our Undoing Radio because it may not have happened until after I recorded all the episodes, but uh, my best buddy and former broadcast partner in Paratopia, Jeff Ritzman, passed away. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to do my best to resurrect the old Paratopia show, which means that I'm also in the process of, um, of uh, remastering those because they were always, the episodes were always too... The file sizes were too big and the audio was too low. And uh, Jeff's was always really hot and mine was always really low. For I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. But now I kind of do know what I'm doing and I can sort of fix it. So I'm going to. I'm remastering those and re-releasing it. Um, there will be a website. Uh, or I think I'm going to make a piece of ourundoing.com be the website for Paratopia. Uh, which I didn't... I really wanted to keep the paranormal, supernatural high strangeness stuff away from our undoing.com. Um, but how can I really, they are interconnecting. <laughs> and so I keep trying to get away, but they keep pulling me back in. Uh, the, so I will probably make it a page there and then tr maybe either release episodes um, during the week or something about the episodes. Maybe you guys, if you want to help me out with that, what do you think the best format is? Is it like reaction podcasting or like uh, sort of director commentary or podcaster commentary on certain episodes? Is that more interesting or um, should I just release the whole thing at once online and forget about releasing them through my hour and doing radio feed? Because that's what we're talking about. I mean, essentially, I could release them weekly through our undoing radio and also do our undoing radio. Um, or I could do a show with the Paratopia material and just put everything online at once. Uh, that is the old Paratopia show. I'm not sure what to do yet, but uh, I'll figure it out. Maybe with your help, write to me, Jeremy at our undoing.com. Um, if you uh, care about any of that. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, busy, busy, busy. All right. See, this didn't really warrant a full episode or me editing anything. Uh, so, you know, I guess that's it for me. Um, although someone has entered the live studio. L-L-I-J has entered the live studio. I don't know what that means, but I guess if they um, say hi to me, I'll, I'll, I'll know that that means they can say hi. <laughs> oh, they said hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Uh, good, good to see you, <laughs> I guess. Right? Maybe, right? How are you? Um, good and you. I am doing well. Thank you. Uh, as well as can be. I'm, I'm, uh, in editing 
purgatory, let's say. It's not quite hell, but editing purgatory, which is another reason I don't want to do a full episode here and, and then have to edit it. Um, but uh, I was just telling everyone uh, about the Living Mystery Symposium, Diversity and Consciousness, streaming for free June 4th through the 6th. Um, I hope... I hope you can make it. I'm I'm sorry that you're coming to my live feed just as I'm about to leave, but uh, that's kind of what's happening. So, all right. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and I will see you at the Living Mystery Symposium, and then our Undoing Radio will resume with what are we up to? Season seven, I think. Uh, after that, sometime uh, probably in July, and. Um, and then you can expect Paratopia, something Paratopia-ish from the past to be uh, happening also in the Our Doing Radio feed. So I'm becoming an umbrella organization. Uh-oh, watch out. All right, everyone, take care. Good night.